0: Hi, I'm Tina with TLC Barrels, and welcome to my podcast. Today I wanna talk about rider's basics. There are absolutely two really important factors to you being successful in competition, in your performance, in barrel racing, and those two things are your way of riding and your horse's foundation. The better your basics are, And the better your horse's basics are, the better you're going to be with speed for consistency and a solid team running at their top speeds. So let's talk about rider basics. It could very well be the most important part of succeeding in barrel racing for you. I know most of you have seen horses being ridden bridleless on the internet or even at clinics. And that was not accomplished overnight it was accomplished um, with many many hours in the saddle with a lot of focus on that one horse and um it's not the old style of you know kick to go and pull to woe. it took many hours months years to complete the complete understanding of how to get a horse to do what you want at all different speeds from other parts of your being other than your hands and your feet. And that comes to riding a lot with your eyes, energy, and body. Body language is extremely important with horses as that's how they communicate with each other. And that's something you're gonna need to learn to be really good at, to be your best communication with them as well, as well as being balanced in the saddle as a team. Fast speeds can only be your enemy. And things can quickly fall apart if you do not know how to communicate with your horse effectively at slow speeds. So, let's talk about the five ways that you can talk to your horse. You want to master some of these things on the ground before you ever get in the saddle. But the first, there's five ways to communicate with a horse, and there's five ways, or five parts of the horse you want to be able to control. So in the previous podcast, I talked about if you control the face, neck, shoulder, ribs, and hip of a horse, those five body parts, you're going to then be able to connect to the mind. And then you'll be able to put the hoof placement where you want and know where each hoof is going to go. So that's all part of being a better horseman. The rider cues that you'll be using are your eyes, your voice, your body, Your hands and your legs and those are all extremely important to be able to communicate with your horse i often talk about riders needing to ride with 80 percent body 18 percent leg and 2 percent hand and what i mean by body is your eyes shoulders hips seat and even upper leg but the legs i mean from your knees down your calves and your feet and then two percent with your hands would just be thinking of riding with soft light forward hands that are in a six inch box in front of your saddle horn and again there's the rain height is really important too and we're going to talk about that but let's start from the top and work our way down eyes eyes are so important where you look is where you go so i often tell riders when you're working in a circle to look one quarter turn ahead between their ears not down their neck if you look down their neck you're going to cause them to load the front shoulder and also lose their circle they won't be using their hind end as well they'll be losing their pocket or circle as you go around a barrel or just get uh, want a uh, a larger circle that can cause you to get a horse cutting your circles off so looking in between their ears will help you be more balanced. When you're in a straight line, I often recommend looking two or three strides ahead. So 20 or 30 feet ahead and um, knowing exactly where you want to go. You know, especially as you're riding in a straight line along an arena and you get to a corner, you look on to the next corner and your horse just automatically will start going that way. So those are things to really um, be good at. Again, focusing on looking at the spots that you wanna go to, never looking at a barrel or pole, but instead the spot next to the barrel where you wanna go. With TLC, I teach riders when they line up in the alleyway to line up with third and ride up the middle for long scores, then focus on their arc next, and then their spots, the entrance spot one, the backside spot two, and the exit spot three so that you only have two strides a rate and only two strides around each barrel to be your most effective um, on the pattern. So eyes can be very important. You don't want to get too far ahead of your horse, meaning you haven't even barely started the turn and you're looking for the next barrel. Or get behind your horse, still looking down at the ground behind the barrel when your horse is ready to run to the next barrel. Or looking at the fence where they're going instead of where you want to be in your turn. So eyes really make a difference. Um, Your mouth is important. I really think your mouth is a huge thing. Breathing is a huge thing. Taking deep breaths to calm yourself so you can think and be relaxed will also help your horse relax and then be able to think. I also like to use my voice to say good girl or good boy or easy or I'll smooch at him or cluck at him. To get more movement so i use my voice as a relaxing or also to speed up i like to say whoa and not have to use my reins to stop i'll say here for turn or easy to settle them down again i'll smooch or something like that to drive them out of the turns um so i think the more you use your voice the less you have to use your hands or your legs my horses always worked beautifully when i would run to a barrel sit and say whoa and then when i wanted to turn say here and turn my body i wouldn't have to use my reins just my seat and my voice and my eyes as the bulk of my communication and then my hands and legs could just back that up so i really do think voice is an important part i also think that um Women tend to talk to their horses more than men, so it's a personal preference. But I do find when I talk to my horses, one of their ears flicker back and they're focused on me. So I think it's a a valuable tool when I'm competing to keep their focus on me. The third thing is your body language and your body. So I think that um, the most important thing is for a rider to understand, um, to be balanced in the saddle, not lean. Um, you know lean to left or the right or overly forward or backwards but you'll have maybe three ways of changing your body language. You'll have a neutral position when you're sitting on your horse and you're happy with the speed you're going and that will be sitting upright in the saddle with your shoulders hips and heels aligned. I don't always think heels down as much as just weight in the balls of my stirrup uh, on the balls of my feet and my stirrup so that I can just have a flat foot in the stirrup. Um, and then when I think about asking my horse to go, I don't kick him. What I do is sit forward just a little bit. I let my shoulders roll a little bit forward. My, I roll a little bit forward on my inner thighs, and then my hands will go forward an inch or two as I sit up a little bit. And that communication should be just enough energy to go forward at a walk or maybe sitting up, leaving out of the alleyway or out of a barrel or running home. And um, then when I want my horse to rate or woe, my body language is going to change again. I'm going to sit on my pockets in the back of my saddle. I'm going to soften my ribs into my hips, soften my shoulders into my hips so that it almost feels like someone's pushing down on my shoulders so that I'm very um, relaxed sitting now instead of sitting upright. The lower six inches of my back is now really tucking down um, and I'm rotating my pelvis under. And that communication to my horse will know that I want a loose rein woe if I take my legs off or I just want to slow down if I sit deep and keep a little leg on. That would just be if I want to rate or transition to a slower or more collected speed. So body can be a very important thing as well. And you don't want to lean sideways. You don't want to look down their neck. Um, Again, you don't want to get in your horse's way. You want to be balanced and sit in the middle of your horse. I think that's really important. Um, You may want to over-exaggerate it in your slow work so that you can refine it when you go faster because with speed it's going to be very important that you're very balanced and your balance comes from your core and that's something you can practice. You can practice riding without stirrups. Um, I do use more weight in one stirrup or the other Um, if let's say I'm going to a barrel and I want my horse to move out away from the barrel I might step in my outside stirrup if I want to snap out of a turn I might put some more weight on my inside hip or stirrup but I won't be leaning it's just a literally or it's just like weaving pole bending you just uh, look where you want to go and have a little weight in the opposite hip and then use your opposite leg for that uh, leg lateral. So, Or even when you're asking for a lead departure and you apply your right leg in the back cinch for your um, left lead, you're also gonna use your right seat bone to execute that as well. So allowing your left hip to roll forward with that left front leg as they execute their left lead departure. So again, body is really important. eventually on a very refined horse you can get flying lead changes and get leg laterals just more from your hips um, as they get more polished and advanced the next way to communicate is your legs legs are so important i'll use a leg by the front cinch to control shoulder I might use a leg by the front cinch as I'm going to a barrel pole to remind my horse to not turn yet or to go a little bit deeper, or I'll use a little bit of leg just to soften the rib cage in the turn. I might use leg in the back cinch to push a hip in or to keep a hip in or to engage a hip for a lead departure. I might use scissor legs, which would be both legs at the same time, inside leg controlling shoulder and rib, outside leg controlling back cinch area for the hip and the inside legs by the front cinch Um, so those are important things i might use two legs to urge them to go faster between the barrels or home and i might use one leg to keep my line straight from one barrel to the next or in the pole line and again like i said on on every horse it's going to vary when you use a cue and how often Um, always with give and take pressure releasing on the lightest of try from them I think those are the main three positions that I'll be using though with my legs Um, as I mentioned um, depending on what I want Um, leaving a barrel I might use outside leg by the front cinch to square up my shoulders Uh, leaving the turns. So again, your legs can mean a lot to your horse. Um, Softening a shoulder, squaring up a shoulder, pushing a hip in, pushing a hip out, just depending on what you're working on. And again, when I use a leg, I start with calf pressure before my foot and um, definitely foot before my spur. And when I use a spur, I try to roll my spur on my horse, not to um, jab them or, you know, kick them hard with the spur. That's not the intention of a spur. A spur is just to back up a aid so that you get a little bit lighter response from a horse that might be dull or a little pushy. Um, But some riders shouldn't have spurs on because they don't use them correctly and they'll get themselves in trouble, especially if you're not a balanced rider and you lose a stirrup and you end up spurring your horse could get you in a lot of trouble in a competition. So, or in riding in general. So keep that in mind. And probably the next and probably hardest thing for riders to master is hands. And hands are really important that they're light and soft and forward, and that they stay in a six inch box. When I talk about that six inch box, it's uh, like a square or rectangle right there in front of your saddle horn, not higher than your horn, not lower than your wither, not pulling out to the side and not lifting up to your chest and not crossing your withers all of those things are incorrect ways to communicate with your horse Um, when i'm doing slow work i like to use split reins and i like to spread my hands 12 inches between my left and right hand with my split reins so that i can independently use my left hand without being in their face on my right side or vice versa I also like the split reins because I can truly get off of their head and give them a complete release when I'm doing my slow work at a walk and a trot for my suppling or body collection work. And you can't do that in your short competition reins short competition reins, the only way you can truly get off their face is when you're loping because they're set up for that reason to go faster. So I will bring both sets of reins to the arena sometimes. If I want to do some one-handed drills or some pattern work later, I'll have my short reins. Um Or I can actually, if you're talented enough with split reins, which I love split reins and I ride in them more than I ride in any other reins, I'll just adjust my split reins to competition length and I can do my one-handed drills that way. So um, I like the versatility of the split rein that you can make them long or short, two-handed or one-handed riding. Um, And I save my competition reins mostly for competition so um i do think it's important to have a rein length set that's comfortable for you i'll often adjust it where it barely touches my saddle horn if my reins go behind my saddle horn for competition they're going to be too long when i go fast and that's going to cause my hand to get out of position and a delay in timing for communicating with my horse if they're too short it's going to pull me forward or i'm not going to be able to get out of my horse's face So the way to tell, once you adjust your reins with your chin strapped engaged or your bit engaged or side pull Is they'll just barely touch your saddle horn but some horses um, when they lope are more collected or maybe travel with their head down lower so I often will go lope a big circle one-handed and see if I can communicate without having to move my hand more than one inch and that helps me decide on my rein length as well once I get a rein set for a competition I don't use those reins for any other horse just that horse I'm a little bit superstitious that way once I get them adjusted and of course you you have to know your reins because some reins like braided reins will stretch out over time and you're having to shorten them again so um i do like um, my braided leather reins um, that are like english style rain um, i know there's those cable reins out there too a lot just, just whatever reins you like i like something that's not going to slip out of my hands if i get sweaty hands i used to ride in those leather ones with suede over them and those were nice they didn't slip Um, if they got sweaty or wet or rained on. So again, you just have to pick what works for you. Um, So the other thing with hands is you're going to have certain positions. Again, like with your body you'll have a neutral position and that's where your hands are in front of you and you're kind of like thumbs up and pinkies down and just really light communication on your hands and then when you give a go cue your hands will now your elbows are soft at when you're in the neutral position and you're there's a a a position from the horse's rein connection whether it be to their their mouth or to their shank or, or whichever um should go from the the horse's face to your elbow, um, or from your hands to your elbow it should be a straight line, basically from the the rein that's attached to the bridle to your. Uh, elbows to your hand should be a nice straight line when you're in a neutral position. So if I want to give a horse a go cue and I sit forward, my hands are going to extend forward to where my elbows are almost locked forward. Not quite locked, but forward enough to give that horse that release to go. And then when I sit, my hands are going to come back a couple inches. So if I sit for woe or sit for rate, rain, the reins are automatically going to come back. So if I'm working on a loose rein woe, I'll be certain to put my hand down on the wither so I don't make contact with the rein until they come back um, off of my body and my voice first and my legs off so um, and then if they don't I can always pick up my hands like a wall and then use my seat voice and legs as impulsion and ask them to back a few steps so those are all things to consider Um, if I want to get a horse to rate and they're not listening to my body I might do a two-hand check that's where my hands are going to come back an extra inch and bump and make contact and then as soon as I feel that horse give I'm going to release so you can you do a two hand collection bump for rate, or you can even do a one hand vertical lateral collection. So by bringing my hand back one inch and up an inch, I can get vertical and lateral collection at the same time. So those are things to consider with your hands as well. Hands it's really important to use give and take pressure. So you really can have lateral flexion from the go position, the neutral position, or the uh rate position the woe position depending on the horse if you have a lazy horse you might flex from the go position if you have a um pretty average horse you may do it from the neutral position if you have a high strung um strung out hyper horse you might want to go ahead and uh, flex from the uh, rate position so when I flex I usually will just use um like my pinky because when I hold my reins I'm holding them you know, mostly with my, my thumb, my pointing finger, and maybe my middle finger is the main way I hold my reins with those, the thumb and the two top fingers. So if I want to communicate a little bit more, I might then add my pinky or my ring finger and just twist them under. And those two fingers will help a horse, um, Give to me a little bit more, or I may bring the whole hand back or up an inch depending on the individual and how light or responsive they're being. But I always give a release as soon as they try. Never pull, never hold. I don't cross the withers because it pinches the face, it dumps them on their front end. And I don't pull my hand out to the side because it disengages the hindquarters and makes the shoulders blocky. It's more like a plow rein. I don't want that. I use mainly a direct rein when I'm riding most horses. I will use some balance rein on a young horse that needs to be um, a little bit more collected, or not to over bend or over flex. If I am on a horse that wants to over flex their face or neck, I will take that horse and put my hand either on the center of the rein or use a little bit more balance rein and make it not about getting nose and neck, but more about using my inside leg and getting shoulder and rib. If you get less face and more shoulder and rib on a horse like that, you'll be able to keep their hindquarters in. If you don't and you only get face, you're gonna swing the hind in on a horse that rubber necks. So again, if I'm on a stiff horse or a young horse, it feels like I'm riding a piece of wood a board. I'm gonna use quick bumps. I'll use inside hand and leg a lot with little quick bumps to say, soften, 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 and just keep reminding them to stay soft. So those are the basic hand cues that I use and remember I like to use a hand cue with a leg so if I'm doing one handed uh, cues I'll use one leg to back it up usually Um, so hand and leg together and I like to talk with my legs and whisper with my hands Um, if I'm using two hands I'll usually back it up with my seat and sometimes seat and legs if I'm working on transitions or collection with movement Um, But most importantly, balance comes to mind. You need to balance on your horse from your belly button down. So the lower part of your back, your seat, that's where you need to be independent of your hands and your legs. So riding without stirrups would be a great way to get your balance, um, work on the core of your stomach muscles and such. most uh, riders are strong in their core because it's important that you have a balance coming from your stomach muscles, your inner thighs, and your, your lower back and seat. Um, not your knees, not your lower legs or your hands. Those should not be areas of balance in the saddle. Um, it's important you're using your eyes and your your, your shoulders and hips correctly. Um, and you need to be able to do this at a walk, trot, and a lope because you're going to be doing it at a full gallop eventually. So your seat should not ever be slapping in the saddle or there should not be air between you and your saddle except for your posting. And your posting should be with your feet balanced in your stirrups with the balls of your feet in the stirrup as you rotate your hips up and down and up and down in a two beat rhythm with your horse. Um, up down up down it's important you can ride bareback or even your saddle without stirrups to work on it um, the more you sit back or sit on your tailbone like tilting your pelvic under in the beginning the easier it will be for you to find your balance it's important that you're safe on your horse because you are going to be running fast and turning three times and um, I've seen horses Um, riders get horses that are too fast for them, and it just leads to problems. A horse will quit trying, a rider could get hurt, bad habits develop with poor equestrian skills. So um, if you are lacking in balance, take the time it takes to get yourself there. You can do things like Pilates, yoga, a combination of strength and flexibility training to develop your core. If you're riding horses every day all day long, you're going to have that strength. But if you have a desk job, then you may need to do extra things if you're only riding one horse a couple times a week, you may need to work out in order to get that, that strength. But the more time you spend in the saddle, the better you're going to get. So I hope today's podcast was helpful for you. And again, rider cues, I cannot express how important they are to your success as a performance rider in barrel racing or any other uh, event as, as far as that goes. So thanks for tuning in. And as always, ride with heart.